Kutvach, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah anytime, as well as from Shasta Lunar and from the WhatsApp chat. So we're going to Chazer. This past week we learned Simon Kufnum Beis and Kufnum Gimel through Siv Zion. So what I want to do is, is that the halachas we learned this past week were difficult and a little bit all over the place. I want to try to go back and Chazer the Yisaydis, the fundamentals, and not so much with the detailed shilohs we discussed during the year during the week, just to focus on the on giving a structure and context to all the halachas we learned this past week, and hopefully it will help myself and everyone understand what we learned this past week and going forward into the next week. So the aside for all these gemaras, all these shilohs and halachas is Gemara Megillah in the beginning of the fourth parak, the end of Dav Chav Hey, Chav Vav, Chav Zayin, Chav Ches. All the Gemaras are over there in those three, three and a half lot. Also in Bava Basra and Dav Gimel, a little bit over there. And the shilohs we have to talk about are the following. First of all, a shul. Let's talk about shuls. So, is there a Kedusha in a shul? If there is a Kedusha in the shul, what type of Kedusha is this? And how does it affect the money if we were to sell a shul? That's number one. What's the type of Kedusha is there in a shul? And then we'll move on and we'll discuss. Once we know the type of Kedusha there is in the shul, so can I change the function of a shul? Can I take a shul and make it into a simcha hall, make it into a mikvah? The next shiloh will be, can I sell a shul? Who can sell a shul? There will be an element of Kedusha, an element of Iser, what happens to the money when I sell the shul, and there will be an element of Mominus, who has the right to sell the shul. Whose shul is it? Does it belong to me, to the board, to the rub, to the velt? And then we'll discuss, can I destroy a shul? Does the Kedusha in any way affect the halacha of whether I could destroy a shul, if I can knock one down? And how about if I plan on rebuilding it, can I take it down and plan to rebuild the shul? Do we have to be worried that you're not going to rebuild it, there will be a pshia? Do we have to be worried about that? And then we'll discuss, what about when I collect money to build a shul? I mean, we don't have a shul yet. Until now we're talking about we already have a shul. We have a shul. We'll discuss the kedusha in the shul. We'll discuss if you could change the function, if you could sell, if you could destroy it. What if I don't have a shul yet? We make a collection for a shul. Now we have that money. Do we have to use it for the shul? Can we use it for something else? What if there's leftover money? Is Hasmana Milsahi, Hasmana Lab Milsahi, is there any Kedusha on this money? And that will be the last Shaila. And these, you say this, will cover most of the halachas we learned the past week and going forward into the next week. So the first Shaila was, what Kedusha is there in the Shul? So this is discussed in the Rishonim in Megillah, the Ramban and the Ran. And the two Mahalachim over here, we focused on one during the Shir. I'll give background, I'll say over the Ramban, then we'll say over the Ran, which is what we focused on during the Shir. So the Ramban says that. We know there's a halacha that Shiva Tuviyair, Bimaimid Anchayair, have a right to sell a shul. And now it's chulin. The shul no longer is a shul, it's chulin. The money is chulin, the shul is chulin. And if that's the case, how could it be? How can someone say that there would be a real Kedusha in a shul? Which means if I have a Sefer Teira or a Mezuzah or Tfilin, there's real Kedusha in that. And it requires Geniza. If we want to get rid of it, we can't just throw it in the garbage. It has certain halachas of how we have to treat it. And if there's real Kedusha in the shul, you can't take a Sefer Torah and sell it a Shiva Tuviyir, Bermaimad Anshiyir, and make it no longer a Sefer Torah. It has the inherent Kedusha. So it can't be there's a real Kedusha like, like a Sefer Torah in the shul. Elamai Zakhtar Ramban, 
that a shul is like a tashmishi mitzvah, like a lulav, a sukkah, a shoifer. And the halacha of tashmishi mitzvah is that when they're being used in the mitzvah function, you cannot treat them in a way that's choyl. You can't use them for choyl, you can't treat them in a way that's bizoyoyin. And when you finish using them, then you could throw them out. They no longer have kedusha, just not in a derech bizoyoyin. And there's a tovay olive bracha if you bury it, which is why tzitzit strings, the minute gets to bury it. But generally, for example, by an esrig, we're not makbet to bury it, we just, we double wrap it, we throw it out in a honorable fashion. That's tashmishe mitzvah. Zakhna Ramban, a shul is tashmishe mitzvah. So therefore, when you have a shul and it's up and functioning, even bechirbana, when it's not functioning, it still has this uh, status of tashmishe kedusha, and you cannot do a davachil or dvarim of gnai in there. And that's the Kedusha that a shul has. If that's the case, why is there a Kedusha going on to the money? Why is there a halacha that when you sell a shul, the money has a halacha, it's what you can do with the money. If there's real Kedusha over here, then you can understand that the money is somehow a Tamura for the Kedusha in the shul, it goes on to the money, and then the money has Kedusha. If there's no Kedusha in the shul, Tashmishe Mitzvah, Tashmishe Mitzvah, you're allowed to throw out after you use them. So why is there any sort of Kedusha in the money? So Rabban says, that really is not a real Kedusha. It has to do with what people intended when they gave the money and they built the shul. They wanted that if you would sell the shul, you shouldn't just use the money for, for things that have less Kedusha. And therefore, uh, that's why the money has certain halacha, is certain to know what you can do with the money. But there's no real Kedusha in the shul. That's the Ramban. The Ran doesn't like this. The Ran argues and the Ran says no. He says he doesn't understand, doesn't like the Ramban Svara, why the money would have Kedusha when you sell it. If there's no Kedusha in the shul, so why is the money have Dinim? Zakhtaran doesn't like the, the tarot of the Ramban. Zakhtaran, what happened over here was a Chazal, the Chachamim came along and they made a new Kedusha Midirabanon on a shul. Midiraisa is not Kaddish, it's not like Tfilon, not like Mizuzah, not like a Sefer Torah. The Rabbanon came along and they made a new Kedusha on the shul Midirabanon and this Kedusha transfers to the money when you sell the shul and that is what's going on in the shul and that is how we learned during the week during when we gave the Shir. That's how we're going to continue learning that the, the basic Mahalach, the simple Mahalach is the Ran, there is a Kedusha on the Shul, it's Midr Abanan, and that is the status of Kedusha in the Shul. Being that that's the case, there's a halacha called Maila Makadish Vein Maridin, the Gemara is of Tzadi Tessim Menachis, also, also it's a Rashi in Megillah over there, in Daf Chavav, there's also a Gemara in Brachis, Daf Chavches, the Gemara in Brachis is Mashwan, it's Midr Abanan, the Gemara says Gemiri, Maila Makadish Vein Maridin, the Gemara in Menachis is Mashwan, it's Midr Raisa, learned it out from Koyrach, they took the, the pans they used for the Kateras to use it for a tzipa from the Mizbeach because Mayim Makaydish and Meridin, and that's how the Tesepta is Mashmach Machlaikis, if Mayim Makaydish and Meridin is Midaraisa or Midarabanan. Okay, but because of that halacha, now that we have a shul in the heads, is there a bottom of Kedusha, we cannot be married that Kedusha to anything less than what it is now. So therefore, Zakta Machaber and Sinem Kufn and Gimel Sif Aleph. You're allowed to take a shul and make it into a base medrash, but you cannot take a base medrash and make it into a base knesses. And the reason is a base medrash has more kedusha than a base knesses, and therefore, our days, nowadays, all shuls have a status of a base medrash, so this halacha in the written form of the shulchan aruch does not really apply, but the concept of does apply, and therefore, 
the halacha would be once you have a shul, and again, the entire year we're discussing not a shtibul, which had a tonight, not to have any kedusha. You mean a real shul, a regular shul. So once you have a shul, you cannot change the function of the shul to be even a private study for the Rav, even to be a base medrash the yachid, that would be decreasing the kedusha, that would not be allowed. To Shiloh, if the halacha of Maimon Makadish in the reading is the Raisa Darabana, like we spoke at before. Either way, over here, it would only be Darabana because the kedusha here is Midarabana when it comes to a shul. But you would not be allowed to make it even to a study for a rub. Culture came for a simcha hall. Also, you would not be able to make it for a mikvah. All these things are decreasing the kedusha of the shul itself. Now, I did see brought down, we spoke out in the shir, that if you would put a, 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 uh, a wall up as a partition that moves, you could open and close it, that the marsham, I think it's the marsham says, would be okay because you're still, it's still a shul. You're just uh, making, it's like putting up a temporary machitza, and therefore that would be okay. So if someone has, for example, they have, used to have a big tzibur, and they have an upstairs and a downstairs, two minyanim in the shul, and then one in the basement, one in the main shul, and now that the tzibur has gotten smaller, and they want to use part of the basement shul to be a simchol, you could put up a partition and put up a wall over there that moves back and forth, and you could have a simple hole in the back over there as long as as um, there's no leitanas going on over there because it still has the kedusha of a shul, and you cannot have kalas reish in the shul like we learned to simon kufnan aleph. That would be the halacha with regards to partitioning off part of the shul. If you want to take half of that basement shul and make it into a men's mikvah, and you really want to change it permanently into a men's mikvah, that without any special uh, ways of going about it, would not be allowed because you're taking a shul which has a kedusha of the ram, there are the kedusha, and you're making it into a mikvah which has less kedusha. And there is a way to do it, which we'll speak about soon, but but the aside the is you cannot take a shul and change the function of a shul to make it less kaddish uh, than it was before. So that's the first shayla of changing the function of a shul. The next shayla was, can you sell a shul? So when it comes to selling a shul, we have to first decide, go through different types of shuls. There's a shul which belongs to a yachid. A yachid is a private person, uh, a rebbe, a rav, a rav moves into a neighborhood, plops down, builds a shul himself, he has his own private shul, it belongs to him, he has full rights to sell it, and he can do whatever he wants with that shul. Then you have a community shul, it used to be more common, you had a kahila with a shul, now you would find this perhaps in a bungalow colony, where you have hundred homes and there's one shul for the whole community to use. It's not the shot it belongs to one particular person or one particular group. It's there for the community. It's a community shul. So when it comes to a community shul, so the halacha is the following. We're assuming now it's a small village. It's a small village where the shul is used only by this community or by visitors from time to time. But it's not a place where there are people coming and parking there for six months at a time and then leaving. It's a generally just for the people in, in the community or, or visitors. So this type of shul, the Allah is the following. You could sell the shul. Who could sell it? So one of two options. Either the Shiva Tuviyair, which would translate to be the board of the shul. The board of the shul, or if there's a Rav, who he makes all decisions for the shul, it would be the Rav of the shul. So we have a board or a Rav. That's in place of the Shiva Tuviyair. Or you would have Anshiyair. The people in the community would get together, we'd make a meeting, we'd have the majority of the community commit to selling the shul. And the Chassam Saifer speaks out when we have these meetings for communal things, people don't show up to the meeting, lose their vote when it comes to these things, unless it was a time where it was difficult for most people to come or it was not enough. If we were Mepharsimit and we made it well known, there would be a meeting and people 
can come and they didn't come, they'll lose their vote. We take a vote, a majority, or if you want to make in the bylaws, you need more than the majority, whatever it is, and we can sell the shul. Now, however, when there is where only the Anshia ear or only the Shiva Tuvia ear sell the shul, but not together Shiva Tuvia ear, but Maimon Anshia ear, then there's a stipulation the shul is sold. But the money retains a level of Kedusha, and the money can only be used for something which has more Kedusha than the Shul itself. That's the halacha in Sif Beis, in Kufn and Gimel. Ne'ir Shemachum Beis Akneses, Yechayel Nidach Badam of Teva, they could buy an Aaron Kedush, Aaron Kedush has more Kedusha than the Shul. But they're not allowed to buy something that has less Kedusha, because since there's Kedusha in the Shul Madar Abanan, that Kedusha transfers over to the money, and that money now can only be used for things that have more Kedusha than the Shul itself. However, if you're going to sell the Shul V'Shiva Tuvayayir, which means that you're Mepharsim, you make it well known, that you're Machriz, everyone should know what's selling the Shul. And the Shiva Tuvayayir go ahead, and everyone knows about it, and they sell the Shul, now the money goes to Chulin, you can use the money for whatever you want, the Shul goes to Chulin, the money goes to Chulin, the Shul could be used for anything, which we'll see later this week, that if you only have the Shiva Tuvayayir, or only the Amshayayir sell the Shul, there are certain things that the Shul can't be used for, it's a Bizayin. However, if you sell the Shiva Tuvayayir, there are some Shittas that say, we'll see the Shaila, that now you could use the Shul for anything. And that is how we sell the shul and that's what happens with the money however the exception here would be a shul that belongs to the krachim a shul that belongs to the big cities what does that mean that means that you have a shul where you have people that come and they park there for six months at a time and they're always coming and going the places speak out are hashokhan that these days come out all our shuls are not shul so krachim they're shul so farm of villages only revozna speaks out maybe in yerushalayim you have certain shuls that are not privately owned that would be Shul shall krachim. It's uh, Tzibur's shul, and there are people that come and live there for many months at a time and daven there, and they'll get the status of shul shall krachim, and that cannot be sold even Why not? Because that's a mamanish shaila. Because since when it was originally built, it was built a daita of all the mispailim, it was built a das, all the people that will come here. So even though the shiva tuviyayir represent the people in the city, and the maimon ancheyayir are the people in the city who are giving, given a chance to. Uh, voice their opinion if they don't want to sell the shul, but you could have a guy who lives in Australia or lives in Brooklyn who's not in Yerushalayim and he, he doesn't want the shul to be sold. He wants the shul to still be there and therefore you would not be able to sell the shul. An exception would be, the Mabit says that if no one davens in the shul anymore, or Moshe writes, that means there's no minion, there's no 10 people, there's no standard, I would think it means daily minion there or at least a Shabbos minion. I'm not sure exactly whether it's a Shabbos or a daily, but there's no minion there. Then you could assume that even the people who live in the four corners of the earth would agree that you could sell the shul because it's not being used either way and that would be very negative for shuls in Europe or shuls in places that people moved out and there's no longer a minion over there it could be sold to Shiva Tuvi here of Maimon Anshayir exactly how to do that and to Shiloh, you know, ask, uh, ask a rub how to, how to go about selling these shuls but according to Ramesh that would be okay but we do not have time to go through that in this year and I'll leave it aside for now I want to just make it through the Klalim so that's the site of who could sell the shul. Well, either the Anshiyayir or the Shivatuviyayir. If it's sold with one without the other, then the money retains a level of Kedusha. could only be used for something that's worth more. It's more valuable, more Kaddish. However, if it's sold with Shivatuviyayir, but Maimon Anshiyayir, then the money goes to Chulun, the shul goes to Chulun. There's a Shaila in Sifdala and Kufnan Gimel. Can you take the money and use it for something which has similar Kedusha? 
and that the Mechaber brings down Yesh Oysim, Yesh Matir, Mashayla, and Mechatchila, the Mishabur speaks out, you cannot. You cannot sell a Sefer Torah, which is similar to this halacha we're saying by Yeshul, and just buy a new Sefer Torah, because Mechatchila you can't do this. If you already sold it, can you use the money to go buy a similar Kedusha, or you have to go more Kedusha, so Sefer Torah would be a bad example, there is no more Kedusha. Let's say you have a Shul, you want to sell the Shul to build the Shul, so you're not allowed to do it. Mechatchila, if you sold the Shul, and now you want to use the money to build the Shul, then uh, it's if you can use it for the shul, you have to go up in kedusha with that money. So that's the halacha with regards to selling the shul. Now we'll move on to destroying the shul. So let's say I don't want to sell the shul, I don't want to change the function, I want to break down the shul and take it down, I want to destroy it. So the halacha was the kedusha. There is kedusha in the shul, so can I take it down? So before we even get into the kedusha of the shul, there's another halacha we have to reckon with over here. That's really going to be the the over, even more chomer than the kedusha of the shul, and that is the pasuk of leisasen kein laHashem leKechem. It's talking about destroying the getchkas of the goyim, and it says leisasen kein laHashem leKechem. Don't do it to Hashem, your God, which refers to the base of mikdash, and we say our body can see us are a mikdash maat. The and therefore we have to treat it with this lav of netitza of breaking down the base mikdash or any part of the mikdash, and we're going to apply it also to our shuls. Also, machlekes if this is asam and the rishon and the rabban and the chinuch talks about it, or the minchas chinuch talks about it, and that is also a shaila. And being that that's the case, it will be aser to break down a shul, perhaps even with the rishon. However, that is only going to apply if it's not a manas livnois. For breaking it down, a manas livnois to build this shul back up or to use the different parts of the shul to build up a different shul or to make room for a new shul, then the halacha of Natitza would be gone and there would be no iser of the Sasan Kaim Lashem Lakechem because you plan on building a new shul with it. However, there'd be a new child, a new problem. Our abundance said, we don't want you to do this. We don't want you to take down the shul. Even if you plan on building a new shul where Chayshin Shemra. Maybe you're going to be pashe, you'll be negligent, and you won't end up building the new shul, and you'll have nowhere to daven. And we don't want you to have nowhere to daven, so we say you shouldn't take down the new shul unless the new, the old shul, unless the new shul is already built. If you're already collecting the money for the new shul, but you didn't build it, we're worried there's going to be a case of pitting shvuyim, and you're going to give away the money. If it's already built, then you can do it. Therefore, you can, you'll be allowed to take down a shul, amanas live nice, only if the new shul, shul is already built. If you have a different shul in town, a uh, shul, a real shul that has room for everyone else, that's machlekes magnavrem and taz. If you could take down the shul, I'm going to ask to build a new shul, relying that you'll daven in the other shul in the meantime. Um, it did seem to me from the Biralacha that there was room to be mekel, and therefore one would be allowed to take down a shul. Um, a nice live nice if there's a place that's big enough to hold everyone berevach to daven in the meantime a real shul to daven in the meantime we're not worried that you're going to forever never build a new shul we're worried there'll be time and it will take till it gets built in the meantime you could daven in the other shul and that would be okay so that's the halacha with regards to breaking down a shul this also applies to the chairs and the benches in the shul the bir speaks out based on the maram padua the bir speaks out it would apply to every part of the shul that's used for tefillah you can take the benches and tables out of the shul, but you can't break them. Now, when you take them out, could you use them for a simcha? That we'll see this week. Could, is there any kedusha in the tables and the chairs to the extent that you can't use them for divrei chayil? That we'll see this week. But upon him, you cannot break the tables and chairs um, when you're in the shul because of the halacha of leisas and kein lashem lekechem. Unless it's someone else live nice, and then we have to be concerned with shoes. So, like we spoke about before, how that would apply, we'll have to uh, figure that out. Fine, that's with regards to breaking down the shul. The last thing we wanted to talk about was 
let's say you don't yet have a shul, but you are collecting money for a shul, right? You're collecting money for a shul, and can you use the money for something else other than what you collected it for? So the halacha is hasmana lab nosi, hasmana is not give kedusha, therefore there's no inherent kedusha in the money. However, the Taz says it's like a nether. People gave the money for a shul, and therefore the nether was it should be used at least for this level of mitzvah, and not for something which has less kedusha. Mangar Avram learns a little differently. It's not really a nether. Rather, it's that we gave this money, and we want this money to be used. Well, tonight, that we want it to be used for at least this level of mitzvah, and not less. And therefore, there would be uh, an element of, also, there would be an element of bizayin if we use it for something less than what we gave it for. Therefore, if we give money for a shul, you cannot take the money and use it for a mikvah. You have to use it for a shul. We're discussing where there are other mikvahs. But if, if there are other mikvahs, you cannot just take the money that was given for a shul and use it for something which has less kedusha. Now, let's say there's leftover money. We, we, we give money for a shul. There's a raising campaign for a shul. There's leftover money. That could be used for anything else, any tzarek that could be used since the what we gave the money um, for was accomplished, therefore we could use the leftovers for whatever we need, and that would be okay as long as it is for Sarche Rabim, that would be okay. Now, fine, that's with regards to collecting money, and we'll end off with Sivav. Sivav said you could sell a shul or other Dvarashib Dusha, even a safer Tera, for Akzakas Atera, or to marry Rafi Simon, to Haknasas Kala, Akzakas Atera, all these Halachas. All the kedusha we just spoke out is not relevant in the place of Hakzakas Atayra and marrying off Yisaimim, the mitzvah of giving staka to Tamachachim sitting and learning and being Maxatayra, like we spoke out in the Shir Eitzchayim Hilamachazikimba, for someone who gives the money, understanding that who's holding up who? Is it are you holding up Tamachachim or is Tamachachim holding up you? Understanding is Tamachachim is holding up you and therefore your Magzik. Like someone who's holding on to a raft and realizing the raft is what's saving him, then the Torah will be for you an eight chaim, a tree of life. For someone who's mocks the Torah properly, the Aaron is nice as Naisav, and he'll be carried by the Aaron, carried by the Lemit Torah. And for that schos, we sell even a safer Torah. And also for uh, to marry off Yisaimim, whether it's a, a boy or a girl, to the mitzvah of Puravu or the Yitzara, for that mitzvah, we're also going to give away these things that have Kedusha for the grace and mitzvah of Sdaka. And those are the Yisaitis that we learned the past week, and we're going to continue learning this week. Just the Chaz are the main points. We spoke about Kedusha in the Shul, not a real Kedusha, it's Medir Abonadika Kedusha, and therefore Shiva Tuvi'ir, Maimon Anshi'ir have the rights and the ability. It's a Tanai the Chazal made. They could make it go to Chul, and it's actually a Shaila if they have to actually sell it, they could just decide. We decide that it's Chayl. We decide the Shul is Chayl. It's a Shaila. Maybe we'll have time to speak about it, but because the Kedusha is only Medir Abonadika, and therefore, they have the right to do that. You can't make a safer Torah, not Kaddish, but a shul you could make. By Shiva Tuvi Yir, Ramayman Ancheir, because his Kedusha is Allah Hamayl Makadish in Meridin, and therefore you can't change the function of a shul to a function that has less Kedusha if you want to sell the shul. So the money will be Taifis the Kedusha, unless you sell it with Shiva Tuvi Yir, Ramayman Ancheir. If the shul sold Krachim, it belongs to everyone. The Pasha can't sell it with Dinim Mamanis, you can't sell the shul. And if you want to destroy a shul, forget about the Kedusha, like, unless it's Amanas Livnois, then you could do it. However, be careful for Pshiusa, it has to be where the new shul is already built. This also includes doing construction. You want to take down a wall and extend the shul, build the wall behind the shul before you take down the current wall. Unless it's impossible to do that, then you would be allowed to take down the current wall. And if you collect money for a shul, there's no Kedusha yet. However, there is some level of a nether or a condition the money was given upon that you should use it for at least this level mitzvah or more. 
However, if there's leftovers from that money, that could be used for any Tzachir Rabbim. And that is the end of our Chazar. Everyone should have a wonderful week. Amir Hashem, hope to see you tomorrow. Everyone should have a good night.